Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and I want to thank you for joining us. Today we're going to be listening to uh, some jazz off on the uh, off the highway, off the main road, I guess, a little bit. I'm going to call it syncopated yodeling. And uh, the yodel was a, a device used by many singers in the 1920s, popular music singers, blues singers, what have you. It may have derived from traditional Swiss yodeling. Apparently there were some troops of Swiss yodelers who were touring the vaudeville circuits in the 1920s, and they may have had some influence. Same with Hawaiian music, has a little bit of that in there. And some people have posited that uh, there's an African-American tradition for that as well, or an African tradition specifically that was carried over uh, with slaves and uh, maintained through uh, musical traditions of the uh, late 1800s and into the early blues era as well. We're going to be listening to recordings by three different singers, three very different singers, in fact, today. Uh, Roy Evans is the first one. Then we're going to go to the singing brakeman, Jimmy Rogers, and then to a fellow who's called the last minstrel, Emmett Miller. And we're going to listen to five or six recordings of each one of those. And they are um, interesting in that they include jazz backing. Uh, These singers recorded in many different contexts, uh, but I'm singling out the ones where they had actual jazz musicians and dance band musicians accompanying them. We're going to start out with Roy Evans, probably the least known of the three singers. The uh, CD where I took most of the recordings from was a uh, retrieval jazz CD, and the notes in there point out that really nothing is known about him. He uh, is only uh, represented on about, oh, 10, 15 records. He apparently was an African-American. Garvin Bushell, the clarinet player, who will appear on uh, the first of these recordings, recalled him as being a brown-skinned fellow uh, who sang in a tenor and baritone range. He was apparently known as kind of a studio singer as well. He uh, recorded with the Charleston Chasers and some other white dance bands and studio groups in the 1920s and early 30s. Uh, he actually sounds uh, very much, to me anyway, like some of the, the white studio singers of the time, people like Smith Ballou and and Chick Bullock, uh, very uh, precise diction, good intonation, apparently read music. We uh, know he was a piano player, probably accompanied himself on a few recordings, not the ones we're going to listen to today, though. And uh, he featured a yodel uh, going into the falsetto range of his voice, and uh, he uses it on most of these tunes, and uh, we'll be hearing several different usages of that coming up. So we're going to start out with a couple of kind of interesting recordings. The first one is called George's Always On My Mind, a tune co-composed by J.C. Johnson, who plays piano, and Perry Bradford, the jazz and blues songwriter and promoter. And these were recorded on June 18th of 1928. And accompanying uh, Roy Evans, as I said, was J.C. Johnson, not James P., but J.C. on piano, and Garvin Bushell on clarinet, alto sax, bassoon, and oboe. We'll hear bits of all different instruments coming in and out on there as well. Then we're going to go to a tune that gives us our title today, Syncopated Yodelin' Man, a tune apparently composed by Roy Evans himself. This was from July 26th of 1928, and uh, features James P. this time, James P. Johnson on piano, uh, and Arthur Wetzall on cornet. Of course, he was playing with the Duke Ellington Band at the Cotton Club at the time. In fact, I think it was just before they went into the Cotton Club. Then we're going to move on to... um, a tune uh, known to jazz fans from several different recordings. This is called I Lost My Gal from Memphis, done from an Archie Blyer stock arrangement, small group here, with uh, Manny Klein on trumpet, Tommy Dorsey on trombone, Jimmy Dorsey on clarinet, Ruba Bloom on piano, uh, some kind of bass, and a couple of violins in there. So typical New York studio group. We're going to hear almost the same group accompanying Emmett Miller a little bit later, and that was from April 10th of 1930. After that, a a fun tune called It's an Old Spanish Custom in the Moonlight, featuring basically the same band with Frank Signorelli on piano and Eddie Lang on guitar, and that's from October 31st of 1930. Then we're going to finish up with uh, Roll On Mississippi, a uh, hot dance tune well-known for its uh, recording by Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra, as well as a few others. This is from March 27th of 1931, and this features Manny Klein again on trumpet, Rube Bloom on piano, Carl Kress on guitar, an unknown trombone player, and Ben Goodman on clarinet. So this is Roy Evans doing somewhat of his yodeling specialty on some of these numbers. George is always on my mind, the syncopated yodeling man. I lost my gal from Memphis. Uh, it's an old Spanish custom in the moonlight and roll on Mississippi. Mm-hmm. 
came from Georgia, all is sweet, but as sweet as could be. She's a jewel, oh, so cruel, not my heart all apart, ruin me. Now, when I'm with Sue or Cindy, or Liza Lou or Lindy, my Georgia sweet things on my mind. While visiting Mamie Anna, or Mandy, or Babe, or Hannah, my Georgia sweet things on my mind. Fell off like the diggin', lost my appetite. I refused my fried spring chicken almost every night. Now I'm in such poor condition, don't seem to have no ambition. My Georgia sweet things on my mind, oh. I surely did like Camellia, Georgia's sweet things on my mind. Went skating with Mr. Fronia, right afterwards caught pneumonia, my Georgia's sweet things on my mind. Lost my taste for bacon, I don't care for eggs. Since my heart's been breaking, I can't even look at legs. I feel if I don't get stronger, I know that I can't last longer. Georgia's sweet things on my mind. In slumber, my mind keeps swimming. Keep dreaming about the pretty women. Georgia sweet things on my mind. I love to have gals console me. Try to do all they told me. My Georgia sweet things on my mind. Another thing I'll mention. I guess I've had my fling. I find that good intention don't mean a doggone thing. Now my voice gets weak and weaker. She must have busted my loudspeaker, my Georgia's sweet things on my mind. There's a fella down in New Orleans, see old sports pork and beans. He can't sing anything, that's what he does to earn his means. Now he knows his peas and cues. When he starts to sing those blues, he overlay, holy, overlay, holy, overlay. He's my sinker, Peyton Yodeling Man. He overlay, overlay, overlay. He can sink a face like no one can. Now he will steal your heart away when he starts to sing. Now every day I hear the ladies say, Don't ain't he the hardest thing? Yodelay, oh, yodelay, oh, yodelay. He's my syncopated yodeling man. Now he will play the happy blues, kind and make you laugh. 
Every day I hear the ladies say, Don't go need that boy just too bad. The old lady, old lady, old lady. He's my finger-faded yodeling man. Look at me, look at me, don't you think I'm getting gray? Oh, look at me, look at me, did I ever look this way? Seven days, just a week, brought this worry on, but it seems like a year. Since my baby has gone Oh, I lost my gal from Memphis She went to Caroline I know just who she went with A dear sweet pal of mine I'd ought to hop a choo-choo I know I'd ought to go I'd love to find my baby, but my funds are awful low. My gal, oh, how I miss her, sweet gal, I'm missing her so. See the moonlit sky That's the time my hopes are high After working hard all day It's great to play Neat the stars above In the arms of love All my troubles fade away History uncovers Some heavy lovers Back as far as B.C. It's an old Spanish custom in the moonlight And it's all right with me Queen Isabella once let a fella Hawk the king's jewelry It's an old Spanish custom in the moonlight And it's all right with me When a monkey meets a monkey When lights are low What is it monkeys all do? Go and ask your sweetie, and the first thing you know, 
she'll make a monkey of you. From Maine to Texas, with both the sexes, until the clock cuckoos three. It's an old Spanish custom in the moonlight, and it's all right with me. a girl on your knees it's an old spanish custom in the moonlight and it's all right with me only a lady only a lady pretty soon she'll agree it's an old spanish custom in the moonlight and it's all right with me find a comfy cozy little bench in the park just be a little bit bold Everybody loves a little kiss in the dark No one is ever too old Since Father Adam first met the madam Beneath that old apple tree It's an old Spanish custom in the moonlight And it's all right with me
So all of those recordings were done for Columbia Records and under the name of Roy Evans. Again, we don't really know much about him. Uh, clearly, he was a an experienced entertainer and singer. Uh, we will hear f uh, on these performances from all three uh, singers on this program. There's kind of a, uh, a specter of minstrelsy that, ho that hovers around the edges. Most of these, uh, or actually all three of these performers, were raised uh, in the earlier tradition, the 1910s, 1920s, we're assuming so was with Roy Evans anyway, we know definitely with Emmett Miller and Jimmy Rogers, and uh, to a certain extent, certainly Emmett Miller was a minstrel performer. He did blackface uh, on the white minstrel shows and was doing that well beyond the 1930s and 40s. We'll talk about him in a little while. Jimmy Rogers did a little bit of that. I don't think he appeared in blackface too much, but he used a lot of those conventions. And Roy Evans, uh, if we uh, believe uh, Garvin Bushell's account, was in fact an African-American performer, but he was really probably from that early earlier tradition, or at least was, uh, was influenced by the earlier tradition. So we started out with Georgia, is always on my mind, the Perry Bradford and J.C. Johnson tune. We heard some fun Garvin Bushell accompaniment in there on bassoon and alto sax, and I think a little oboe in there as well, along with J.C. Johnson on piano. That was from June 18th of 1928. Then uh, a very reflective and musical performance of a tune called Syncopated Yodeling Man. Not a very promising title, but one which delivers uh, some good goods there with James P. Johnson on piano and some really excellent Arthur Wetzel on cornet, and uh, featuring uh, the composer of the tune, Roy Evans. It's also credited to Williams. I almost assume that that's Clarence Williams. That was probably published by him. After that, we went to um, uh, Lost My Gal from Memphis, the Rose and Tobias tune. Fred Rose was a music publisher who later moved to Nashville and became a force in early country music. Uh, and uh, along with the minstrelsy uh, style, we hear a little bit of what we'd have to call hillbilly music in here as well. And we'll hear even more of that with Jimmy Rogers coming up. That featured some good accompaniment by some of the cream of the New York studio musicians at the time, Manny Klein on trumpet and the Dorsey brothers, Jimmy on clarinet and Tommy on trombone, probably Rube Bloom on piano and a couple of violins, a pretty typical studio group doing something that was probably taken from the Archie Blyer stock arrangement. Bubber Miley recorded this around the same time, as did Andy Kirk. Then we heard It's an Old Spanish Custom in the Moonlight, a kind of a fun tune with uh, interesting lyrics. More or less the same band, Frank Signorelli on piano and Eddie Lang on guitar. That's from October 31st of 1930. And then we finished up with Roll On Mississippi, a nice rousing performance, really featuring Roy Evans doing not only the familiar chorus, but singing the verse and the whole patter section as well. There aren't too many recordings that do all of that. I know the Ray Noble recording from the same period does a kind of a truncated version of the pattern in there, but this had everything. And we heard some Benny Goodman in the background on clarinet, along with Manny Klein on trumpet, someone on trombone, possibly Tommy Dorsey or Charlie Butterfield or someone like that, Rube Bloom on piano, and Carl Kress on guitar. So we're going to move on now to... Uh the performer who's probably the least familiar to jazz aficionados, but was probably the most famous of these three performers in his day, and arguably the most influential as well. Jimmy Rogers was called the Singing Brakeman, and uh, he came up uh, in a tradition of vaudeville singing, even though his persona was of a rural hillbilly musician. He made... Uh, well over 100 recordings. In fact, I think about 120 recordings during his career. Uh, he did most of his recordings, in fact, all of them for Victor, RCA Victor, and was probably the best-selling country uh, artist during the period of the late 1920s into the early 30s. And the fact that he died in 1933 of tuberculosis, shortly after he made his last recording, uh, makes one wonder how far he might have gone in terms of uh, popular style and popular success as well. He was born in 1897 in Meridian, Mississippi, and spent most of his later life in Texas and Oklahoma. He did, as I said, quite a bit of touring through the uh, southern states on the vaudeville uh, circuits. He, at the very end of his life, was touring with Will Rogers, another great uh, entertainer of the day, comedian and uh, rope trick artist who had, a, had had a very successful career in both silent and sound films. Jimmy Rogers made a film himself, a Vitaphone film, uh, where he sang some of his big hit records, including Waiting for a Train and The Blue Yodel. He uh, 
recorded nine or ten or eleven uh, songs called Blue Yodel. It was probably the studio that named them Blue Yodel Number One, Number Two, etc., etc. We're going to hear one of them coming up. They were all. Uh, Roughly 12-bar blues tunes that uh, he yodeled in as well. I say roughly because he was never that concerned with meter or counting or anything like that. He did most of his uh, personal appearances after he became popular as a single, so he could do whatever he wanted uh, while he played guitar and sang. And so some of his recordings tend to wander around a little bit in terms of form. Uh, he had, as I said, a, uh, an affinity for uh, dance band music and popular music of the 1920s and 30s. Uh, he was a little more sophisticated, I think you'd have to say, than the usual hillbilly or country artists. Uh, he began recording in 1927 as part of the Bristol sessions that were done uh, in uh, Bristol, West Virginia. And these were sessions that were uh, recorded by Ralph Peer on location and uh, hit a, a large number of local... And and regional music acts, including Jimmy Rogers and the Carter family, which was uh, very much a rural act. Uh, A.P. Carter and uh, his wife Sarah and uh, uh, sister-in-law May Bell, and they were a, 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 a galvanizing force in country music as well during this period, although much more traditional than Jimmy Rogers was. So we're going to start out uh, with our very brief survey of Jimmy Rogers here uh, with a tune called uh, Miss the Mississippi and You, followed by uh, Sweet Mama Hurry Home. And both of these tunes were done in August, August 29th of 1932, in New York City. Uh, he recorded, as I said, in Bristol, also in Atlanta and different places, but he was brought to New York City to make recordings periodically, and this is one of them. And we're going to hear, uh, in this recording, Jimmy Rogers uh, on vocal, Hoyt Bryant on guitar, and a studio group. Don't know who's in it, but we'll hear a piano, a couple of violins, and a clarinet, possibly a bass in there as well. So those two tunes, Miss the Mississippi and You, and Sweet Mama, Hurry Home. Following that, we're going to hear a tune called The Desert Blues, and uh, this is composed by Jimmy Rogers. Um, this is a, a, an interesting tune that features... Um, a studio orchestra conducted by Leonard Joy, who was a familiar uh, name on recordings from that period, and uh, a larger band, piano, violin, cornet, clarinet, tuba, and drums, along with Jimmy Rogers on vocal and possibly doing some guitar work in the background as well. I should mention, too, that uh, those two tunes that I just mentioned, uh, I'll Miss the Mississippi and You, and uh, Sweet Mama Hurry Home, were not by Jimmy Rogers. Uh, Mississippi was by someone named Hallie, and Sweet Mama Hurry Home by uh, Neville, who was, I believe, a, a prisoner uh, who was incarcerated and who supplied songs for Jimmy Rogers. So that's an interesting little sidelight there as well. After that, we're going to hear a tune that I just think is kind of a, a cute one. It's called What Is It? And it features Jimmy Rogers with just piano, uh, a woman named Ruth Ann Moore. This was recorded on um, uh, June uh, 13th of 1931 in Louisville, Kentucky, another location recording. And probably uh, this was done while Carter was on uh, tour in that area, and he just happened to be uh, in the area close enough to... to uh, get into the studio. Uh, as I said, this is uh, Ruth Ann Moore on piano. If there's a steel guitar to be heard in there, it's Cliff Carlisle, but most of it is just Jimmy Rogers and Ruth Ann Moore, and that's another Rogers and Neville tune as well. Then we're going to finish up with a uh, with a tune that probably is most familiar to jazz aficionados of Jimmy Rogers' um, uh, oeuvre, I suppose. This is a tune called the Blue Yodel Number no. 9. It was recorded in California in um, 1930, July 16th of 1930, and uh, features, along with Jimmy Rogers on vocal and guitar, Louis Armstrong on trumpet and Lil Hardin Armstrong on piano. They were out, uh, actually Louis was out in California making some recordings with uh, Sebastian's New Cotton Club Orchestra, and apparently Lillian had come out to visit. Uh, they were trying to keep their marriage going, and uh, ultimately it didn't work, but they did make this recording uh, with Jimmy Rogers, the Blue Yodel Number no. 9. So those are our tunes in our Jimmy Rogers set. I'll miss the Mississippi, uh, Sweet Mama Hurry Home, The Desert Blues, What Is It, and Blue Yodel Number 9. My good gal's gone 
Don't know why she went away Yes, my gal's gone Don't know why she went away All I know is she's gone She didn't have a word to say Old lady, old lady
I know you will sigh and maybe sometime cry, but then I'll be long gone. Sweet mama, hurry home or I'll be gone. Hurry home or I'll be gone. Way out on the windswept desert Where nature favors no man The buffalo found his brother At rest on the sun-baked sand He said, my brother, what ails you? Has sickness got you this way? But his brother never said For his brother was dead Been dead since way last May Yodel, 
Interesting uh, juxtaposition of styles there on that last one. Jimmy Rogers, the singing brakeman, a white performer from Mississippi at the time, probably living in Texas, uh, recording on the West Coast with the Armstrongs, Louis Armstrong on trumpet and Lil Harden Armstrong on piano, doing the Blue Yodel Number 9. You get a sense of uh, Rogers' sort of flexible uh, approach to uh, form and meter on that, but the uh, uh, accompanists were more than up to the task. Before that, we heard a tune that was credited on the album, or on the record label, I should say, as What Is It? But uh, really, it's What's It? And it was one of those double entendre tunes that were very popular in the uh, late 1920s. And uh, Jimmy Rogers play, uh, sang, sang a good comic version of that tune. Interesting uh, piece that um, 
uh, shows his vaudeville roots more than anything else. And that was recorded in 1931 in Louisville, Kentucky, with Ruth Ann Moore on piano. Before that, we heard the Desert Blues, kind of a interesting little tune that was not a blues, certainly. Leonard Joy and his orchestra, studio orchestra, that also had a clarinet and a cornet or trumpet solo in the middle there, both of which pretty out of tune, so we have to say that there was probably not the, uh, the the regular New York studio guys in that sense. Otherwise, it was all unknown other than Leonard Joy. Uh, piano, clarinet, tuba, trumpet, and violin, probably some other things thrown in there as well, but featuring Jimmy Rogers on vocal. And before that, we heard two tunes from that other kind of unusual uh, set um, that uh, featured Hoyt Bryant on guitar, uh, doing some kind of Lonnie Johnson, Eddie Lang uh, work in there. Very, very good guitar solo. Jimmy Rogers was a good guitar player for his style and, uh, and accompanying himself, uh, but he was not known as a soloist and certainly not a jazz player. Uh, with them, we heard a couple of violins, a piano, a clarinet, and also a bass sax, which you can hear in there, although it isn't credited on the record. And the two tunes that we heard, in reverse order, were Sweet Mama, uh, Hurry Home, and Miss the Mississippi and You, the tune we started our show out with. So that was Jimmy Rogers doing his unique approach to uh, popular singing and yodeling as well. So our third and final uh, singer that we're going to feature today is a fellow named Emmett Miller, who is known as the Last Minstrel. And he was born, as far as we know, in the very early 1900s, probably around 1903, in Macon, Georgia. And he started touring with white minstrel groups, performing in blackface largely during the 1910s and through the 20s. He began his recording career in 1924 and recorded a number of sides in the 1920s and early 30s, and then a kind of a, a valedictory recording session in 1936 uh, as part of a nostalgia movement. And these uh, recordings were often accompanied by a group that was called the Georgia Crackers, unfortunately, but they uh, featured some very uh, superb musicians, uh, including people like the Dorsey Brothers and uh, uh, Rube Bloom and people like that. We'll be talking about them coming up, uh, talking about the individual sides we're going to hear. Emmett Miller lived until at least the 1950s. His career in life is very shadowy. We uh, know a little bit here and there about appearances. He appeared in a film uh, about minstrelsy in the 40s. Uh, he was apparently still working professionally as a minstrel in blackface in the 1950s. What happened to him after that? We really don't know. There are some ideas that he continued performing and may have lived even into the 1970s, but uh, he was never interviewed as far as we know and uh, kind of mysterious in every way. So we're going to hear four tunes from the late 1920s done for OK Records, 1928 and 29. This is Emmett Miller with his Georgia Cracker Jacks. And uh, we're going to finish up with one tune from his last session in 1936. But these first four tunes feature a somewhat consistent personnel. We're going to hear on the first tune uh, called God's River, a, uh, a tune that was known when it was played fast as Mighty River, which Louis Armstrong recorded, but here, different words. And we're going to hear, along with Emmett Miller, Leo McConnell, on trumpet, Tommy Dorsey on trombone, Jimmy Dorsey on clarinet and alto, Art Shutt on piano, Eddie Lang on guitar, and Stan King on drums, June 12th of 1928. Following that, we're going to jump over to September, the fall of 1928, September 14th, and uh, probably the same group, um, maybe Manny Klein on trumpet, hard to tell on there, and this is a tune that was popular for the day, recorded by Bix Beiderbeck and Frank Trumbauer, among others, called Take Your Tomorrow, uh, a very um, impressive vocal performance. Miller did his yodeling and his minstrel uh, act on some of these recordings, but he was a, a good singer. He obviously had extensive ex uh, stage experience and uh, had really superior intonation as well when he was singing. Then we're going to jump over to September 5th of 1929, a uh, slightly different group, and a tune called Lovin' Sam, the Sheik of Alabama. And this uh, is credited to McConville, the Dorsey Brothers, Art Shutt, Eddie Lang, Stan King, and Joe Tardo on bass. I don't think it's Jimmy Dorsey on clarinet, though. It's a little too uh, forthright for him in terms of clarinet playing, and I don't think there's any alto on here. Might be someone like Jimmy Lytell or one of the other studio musicians, Arnold Brillhardt or someone like that. 
Then we're going to go um, up a week till September 12th of 1929 and hear Sweet Mama, Papa's Getting Mad, a tune recorded by the original Dixieland Jazz Band about 10 years earlier than that. And this is with Tommy Dorsey switching over to trumpet, Jack Teagarden's on trombone, with definitely Jimmy Dorsey this time, Art Shutt, Eddie Lang, Joe Tardo, and Gene Krupa on drums, one of his early recordings. Then we're going to finish up the program with uh, one of uh, Miller's last sides from 1936, done for Bluebird, uh, September of 1936. And um, here he does one of his old uh, standbys, one of his hits called Right or Wrong, which was recorded several times by Western swing bands, Milton Brown and his Brownies, and also Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys. And we're going to hear a completely unknown band, but a good swing uh, group in there uh, that backs Emmett Miller from September of 1936. So those are our tunes to finish up our Syncopated Yodeling Man program. God's River. Take Your Tomorrow, Love and Sam, the Sheik of Alabama, Sweet Mama Papa's Getting Mad, and Right or Wrong.
Why should I wait for happiness? I've grown impatient, more or less. I cannot wait somehow. Show me that bluebird now. Take your tomorrow and give me today. For your tomorrow is too far away. At every dawning, I've waited in vain. I find each morning rains only rain. How can I borrow tomorrow today? With clouds around me. All heavy and gray, oh Lord, what tomorrow may bring don't mean a thing. That's why I say, take your tomorrow and give me today. Take your tomorrow and give me today. For your tomorrow is too far away At every dawning I've waited in vain I find each morning rains only rain How can I borrow Tomorrow, today, with clouds around me, all heavy and gray, oh, Lord, what tomorrow may bring don't mean a thing. That's why I say, take your tomorrow and give me today, oh, Lord.
Right or wrong, I'll always love you. Though you're gone, I can't forget. Right or wrong, I'll keep on dreaming. Though I wake with the same old regret. All along, I thought I'd lose you. Still I prayed that you'd be true. Oh, Lord, in your heart. So there we have an interesting amalgam of minstrelsy and 20s jazz and pop music of the day as well, probably with some country influence. Emmett Miller was cited as a significant influence by artists as, as, as different as Bob Wills and Hank Williams. Uh, Hank Williams took uh, Miller's tune, The Lovesick Blues, to, to New Heights, and uh, Williams, uh, or rather Bob Wills, recorded several of Emmett Miller's tunes and even copied some of his yodeling and, and interjections and things like that. Uh, so for someone who is virtually forgotten today, he was uh, very, very, very well known to country and hillbilly performers from the 1930s, 40s, and into the 50s as well. So we started out with God's River which, as I said, was a slowed-down version of the tune that you might know as Mighty River that Louis Armstrong recorded, uh, also uh, about the same time, 1928-29, for Victor. Uh, this is Emmett Miller uh, with the Georgia Cracker Jacks, as, or the Georgia Crackers in this case, as uh, they were known on most of his issues for OK Records, 1928-29. Heard Leo McConville on trumpet, the Dorsey Brothers, Art Shutt on piano, Eddie Lang on guitar, and Stan King on drums. Then we went over to that nice uh, evolved ballad performance of Take Your Tomorrow. Same band, possibly Manny Klein on trumpet. Uh, that was done in the fall of 1928. And then jumping ahead a year to the fall of 1929, Love and Sam, the Sheik of Alabama, which had some very prominent string bass work by Joe Tardo, who was added to the group. Uh, we also had a clarinet player that I'm quite certain was not Jimmy Dorsey. Not sure who it was, but um, interesting playing and some very good playing as well. And then Sweet Mama Papa's Getting Mad with Jimmy Dorsey back again. Jack Teagarden's on trombone. You could hear him play a few notes here and there, along with Tommy Dorsey switching over to trumpet, and Joe Tardo, Eddie Lang, Art Shutt, and Gene Krupa on drums. Then we finished up with... Uh, uh, Emmett Miller's last recording, as far as we know anyway, this was done for Bluebird in 1936 with a completely unknown band. It was done in New York, and the tune we heard was a recreation of his earlier success, Right or Wrong, which I said also had been recorded and was being recorded by several Western swing bands at the time. I don't know who was in the band. It's kind of intriguing. Uh, Nick LaRocca and the original Dixieland Jazz Band uh, reunion was uh, in the Victor Studios the next day, uh, but I don't think it was any of them. It doesn't sound like Larry Shields on clarinet, although the clarinet player takes a very effective solo on that. So I hope you've enjoyed this sort of off-the-beaten-path uh, program for the Jazz Focus. Uh, we've been listening to jazz yodelers, and uh, despite uh, whatever your feelings, positive or negative, might be for yodeling, there's some exceptional accompaniment here, and three very fine singers in their own right, Roy Evans, Jimmy Rogers, and Emmett Miller. I hope you've uh, enjoyed some tunes and some recordings you may not have heard before. So we are here with the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and uh, if you'd like to sponsor us, please hit that little button on your browser. Our home is uh, on anchor.fm, but we can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other fine platforms. So hope you're interested in keeping us going and joining our family. So thank you, and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs>